You're listening to audio from Highland Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. To find out more about Highland, go to www.hbcwaco.org. Paul was writing the church of Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. He begins it in verse 15 by saying, I speak as to sensible people, just like you. Judge for yourselves what I say. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread. We who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. C.S. Lewis, the brilliant mind behind Aslan and Prince Caspian and Lucy and Peter and Susan and Edmund and Mr. Tumnus, much less the brilliant mind behind mere Christianity and the problem of pain and the screw tape letters, has a pretty remarkable conversion story of coming to know Jesus. After many years of believing there was no God, one night he knelt beside his bed and he acknowledged God to be God. Perhaps one of the most reluctant converts in all of England. But that's not the night he actually became a believer in Christ. That evening he just moved from atheism to theism. A few weeks later he went to a church and he saw communion. And he was overwhelmed by the love of Jesus, the mercy of Jesus. He wrote to his brother, Warren, Today I have believed in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. I have placed my life in his and I am in Christ. He is my Lord. There is something powerful and meaningful and significant when we take communion together. When we eat the bread, when we drink the cup, we declare that we're all sharing in all that Christ has achieved for us at the cross, that he became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. There's three things I think that happens when we come together for communion. First of all, we see it in in verse 16, the cup of blessing that we bless Is it not a participation or a fellowship or a koinonia in Greek in the blood of Christ? The first thing we do in communion is we identify ourselves with a present Christ, our present Christ. Today we remember his death on our behalf. Today we remember the cost of grace. But this is communion with Christ, not just a commemoration. We're not saying today that we all believe at one time there was once a Jesus who lived and who was raised from the dead and who who walked this earth. No, instead we're saying today he is here right now. Alive. Present. Exalted. And here. We're not celebrating today a memorial to an absent Christ. 
we're celebrating today a present Christ who is with us here and with us now. The rest of verse 16, Paul continues on, the bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one bread. Secondly, when we take communion, we are identifying ourselves with those in Christ who are in this place this morning, in this place today. We meet Christ when we gather and see one another. And in some ways, we actually see Jesus in each other's lives. And when we take communion, we're remembering those in Christ. We're identifying with those in Christ who are here in this place. Communion reminds us of the privileges that we have in Christ, but also the responsibilities we have in Christ to one another. To love one another, honor one another, forgive one another, encourage one another, build one another up, to spur one another on toward good works in Christ Jesus. It is Christ who binds us Christians together. And we are bound together for Christ. So whether you are nine years old or 19 years old or 39 years old or 89 years old, whether you're a Republican, a Democrat, an independent, Green Party or, or no party, whether your skin is black or brown or olive or white, whether you're poor, middle class and upper class, whether you're white collar or blue collar or gold collar or new collar or no collar, whether you're male or female, whether you became a Christian last Sunday or became a believer in Christ 70 years ago, we're united as one. And when we take communion, we identify with those who are in Christ in this place. In this place, Christian, we are tied together. We are bound together. We are united. And we identify with one another in Christ. But thirdly, please don't miss this. When we take communion, we identify with those in Christ in all places. We are united with this great company of Christians in heaven and around the world. The union that we share in Christ is not restricted by distance nor time. So in communion, we identify with even our loved ones who are in Christ, who have died and gone to heaven. In communion today, I can identify with, with Scott. My, my roommate, my Christian roommate at Baylor, who was killed in an accident on Baylor's campus when we were both 19. When I take communion to get today, I, I remember that I'm identifying my life with his life because he is still in the body of Christ, even in the presence of the Lord. Perhaps there's, there's not a time I'm as close as I am with, with my granddad. He died when I was just seven years old, but he died in Christ. He is still in Christ and still a part of the body of Christ, the people of God. So today I, I remember Scott and I remember Papa. And perhaps you can as well. 
remember a spouse, a friend, a parent, a grandparent, a son or a daughter who has died in Christ. We can identify with those in Christ in all places, but we also identify with believers all over the world today. God's spirit is moving in every nation. The church has one foundation. It is Jesus Christ, her Lord. And as we eat the bread and drink of the cup in a few moments, we're also identifying ourselves with believers in Nigeria, in China, in Portugal, in Nepal, in Ecuador, in Nicaragua, in Slovenia, in Iran, in Syria, and 184 other countries. Today, when we take communion, we're remembering that there are some in our family who around the world this morning are whispering out their worship and fear of imprisonment in North Korea. We also remember there's some family members who are jumping up and down with great joy and great volume our Maasai family in Kenya. There's some who are worshiping today and even taking communion today in stoic, quiet places in Western Europe. And there's some gathering under trees in Central America. We identify when we take communion with all those in Christ in all places. So you see, communion is not just about me, it's about us, us here, those in heaven, those around the world who are in Christ Jesus. Communion is not about me, it's about Jesus. Not that we have taken hold of him, but that he has taken hold of us. So we're going to take communion in a new way today. Some of you from other churches perhaps have taken communion like this. Highlanders, this is a brand new experience for us. And let me just give you a fair warning. The bread is stale and the juice is stout. So just be ready. If you'd first take with me just the very top layer off of the little clear tab and take out with me the wafer. And if you'd just hold it in your hand with me. Father, as we hold this bread, we are reminded of the body of Christ. We are remembering that That body was open to a new and living way for us to enter into the throne room of God's grace and a relationship with God. As we hold this bread, we remember the sacrifice of Christ, but we're not remembering an absent Jesus. We're remembering a present Jesus who is with us now, here, alive, exalted. Holy Spirit, search our hearts. We do not want to take a casual communion today. We want to remember the cost of your grace. The cost of our rescue. Jesus, we remember together as we identify with the present Christ. With one another in this place for those in Christ. And for those in Christ in all places. In the name of Jesus, we pray and remember. Let's eat of the bread together. Now on this next tab, carefully pull it back. Do not squeeze the cup. Hold it toward the top. If you pull that next tab off very carefully. 
you would take the cup and just hold it in your hand. Jesus, we remember that your blood was poured out for our forgiveness. In the Old Testament, the sacrifice of a lamb just reminded the worshipers year after year that they were guilty. But then Jesus, the treasure of heaven, the perfect lamb of God, the son of God, came and died once and for all. We remember the blood of Christ, the purchasing agent for our salvation. Without the spilling of your blood, there would be no forgiveness for your people. We remember this together in the presence of a Christ who is here. In his name we remember, in his name we pray, and now church, let's in his name drink together. quite a year and as we enter this Thanksgiving season we'd like to spend a little time just enjoying the peace of God in this place I know so often we have to move steadily through our gatherings each Sunday morning but this morning we want to slow it down and allow you sometimes just to lean into the rest of God the peace of God the presence of God Our worship team is going to sing a song over you. A reminder of Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and just know that I'm God. One translation says, cease striving. So for many of us in the Life Center today, with type A personalities that are always moving toward the next goal, the next checklist, the next deadline, can I encourage my heart and your heart to cease striving? the presence of God. You may want to simply just bow your head and bow your heart. Some of you may want to get on your knees and just bury your head into the chair and be reminding, be be mindful today and reminded today of the peace of God that comes through Christ Jesus. Maybe you're very anxious about the Thanksgiving that is ahead, whether it be the travel or COVID or family members that don't always bring out the best in one another. Cease striving. Be still and know that I'm God. If you would allow the worship team to sing over you, be reminded again that we are united with the present Christ. Christ.